LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Hey, this is JD. And before we jump into the Ask Me Anything question for today, I want to tell you that one of the greatest predictors I've heard of, of whether a disciple actually goes on and grows spiritually is whether or not they read the Bible every day. It's one of the reasons that the first thing I do, literally the first thing I do every day after getting a cup of coffee is, is to sit down and read God's Word, have Him speak to me and, and me talk back to Him in, in prayer. It's also why LifeWay created something called the Daily Discipleship Guide. It's a new resource in the Bible Studies for Life family, and it contains content for a weekly group Bible study. But it also includes five daily devotions, and that's what makes this unique, to reinforce what was learned in that group meeting. So not only is it good for a group or a Sunday school class, but it'll actually be, it'll form the substance, the content of your, of your daily Bible reading. Um, it'd be a great place to start, especially if you don't have a daily time with God. And the daily commitment to reading God's Word is going to end up leading into a habit that will, will form the basis for an effective and productive discipleship. You can get four free sessions of this daily discipleship guide, four free ones just to see what it's like. You can go to BibleStudiesForLife.com slash DDG. That's BibleStudiesForLife.com slash DDG. And now I hope you enjoy. Ask me anything. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Ask Me Anything, Honest Questions, Quick Answers with Pastor J.D. Greer. I'm your host, Matt Love, and we have a question feeling today. Feeling satisfied. In feeling work. very satisfied <laughs> my job after last week. And we have a question today that I think a lot of people are probably asking and thinking through, especially people with young families. What does family discipleship look like? And and then maybe do you do family devotions? What does that look like for your family in particular? Yeah, I imagine that anybody that's either had kids or thinking about having kids, you start thinking like, you know, I always hear that that that, that the, the home is the most important discipleship area. You know, what does that actually look like? Uh, I will tell you that just sort of as a way of a caveat, my, my answers to this question, Matt, and my theories on it were much, much crisper and better before I actually had kids. There you go. Um, because I, man, I had it all figured out. I had the theories of education rolled out, the extracurricular stuff, how, our philosophy of that. I always tell people, like, before I had kids, I had zero kids and four great theories on parenting. Now I got four kids, and, and I pretty much got zero great theories on parenting. I feel like a lot of it is just sort of pass-fail, you know, at, yeah. at various stages. So anyway, I, I hope that you'll hear that with that kind of caveat because there is a vital role that we have as parents in discipling our, our kids. And I do think it takes some thought. I was reading an article one time, and it just really challenged dads. It's like, look— you know, if you put the same level of initiative in your job, initiative and planning in your job that you do in your family, then you would have been fired, you know, on day two of your job. Because most of us, we're just kind of on autopilot. Yeah. Uh, we're, you know, we think that we're doing our job as long as we keep food on the table and 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 keep a roof over their heads. Uh, possums, you know, do that for their young. Is that really <laughs> the standard now of, you know? of what good a good parenting is. So, yeah, I do want to think about it. And I do realize that God gave um, the home to be one of the primary gardens that people grow spiritually, and the other one is the church. And whereas a pastor is head of the church, the dad, particularly, is going to be the shepherd of the home. That doesn't mean the mom is not equally, if not more spiritual, and that her role is not vital, but it just means that I want to be seen as the primary discipler. The other image that that, that guides me in kind of how I think about this is Psalm 127, where it talks about children being like arrows in the hand of a mighty warrior. So you know, what do you do with an arrow? Well, you draw it back, and you launch it out into the battle. So our children, the children that God gave me, he gave to me for a certain amount of years for me to pull back on the, you know, the bowstring of faith and let them go. 
My point is not to hold on to them. They weren't given to me as accessories to my life. They were given to me for a missional purpose, and that is to send them out. Ultimately, the, the ultimate job of parenting is not to hold on, it's to let go. And, and so that's shaped a lot of how Veronica and I have, have, have parented our children. It, it, even in the freedom we give them, the, you know, we allow them to make decisions that you know, we wouldn't even counsel them sometimes to make, within reason. I mean, you know, we don't yeah. let them hurt themselves or anything. The mission trips that we've, I have a commitment to take all my kids on a mission trip by the time they turn 12 years old. And so I take them you know, one at a time because I, I'm shaping them for that. So, you know, I think those are the philosophies go into it. I'm the primary discipler. It takes a lot of initiative. I'm training them to let them go and not to um, stay around. But, you know, specifically, I think the, I think you use the word devotional. Like, what is, you know, that devotion is like? I think sometimes we may overestimate the importance of, you know, that whatever devotional time is, because I think the more important thing is the quality of the relationship that I have with them. I, I read this article. I, I thought it was really, in fact, it really was kind of slapped me in the face with it. It was a guy by the name of Vern Bankston. He wrote a book called Families and Faith. And what he showed with really conclusive research was that the quality of the child's relationship to the dad was the single most important factor in whether the child adopted the faith of the parents. Hmm. Not the amount of devotions or length of the devotions or which book you use for devotions, but the quality of the relationship. I do not mean to imply, oh, the devotions aren't important or that you shouldn't think about them because I just you know said all these things. I put a lot of thought into them. But I just know that that hanging out with them on Saturday and being at their games and doing fun things with them and developing that relationship of trust and encouragement, that can be as important, if not more important, than just the instruction I'm giving them in a formal time. And yeah. so if you know, you're going to put all your freight somewhere, put it in developing the relationship, not you know just in, in making sure I've got the perfect discipleship tool. That said, I mean, think about the, the discipleship and the, the devotion, but you know, it's the relationship quality. Yeah. Not having this kind of perfection, this view of perfection that I have to have this amazing devotional where everybody, the kids are just wrapped attention, paying, hanging on every, you know, word they, the Bible not, says. They're going to be screwed up. Exactly. Exactly. Lives. Right. So yeah, I read this thing. Let me, what you said reminded me, and this maybe will speak to some people. One of my mentors, a guy named Larry Osborne out in California, pastor out there, he said, he says, you know, guys like you that become pastors, he said, typically, if you're into the Enneagram, you're an eight, you know, a lot of times, you know, guys like Save that, that question, save the Enneagram for another podcast, yeah, that, a series of podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> but he said, he said, you know, w w when you fit that personality, he said, your problem is going to be that you want to pastor your kids and not be a dad to your kids. Mm. And I was like, what is that? I don't understand that because I am a pastor and I should be the pastor of my family. He says, because pastors usually know where you are and where you should be. And they're always encouraging you to get there, to change. Here's what's not right in your life, and here's what you should be. He said there's a role for that, but a dad is somebody who's just excited about, about who you are. And, and, and so he said, when your kid looks back on their relationship with you, they shouldn't remember my dad always telling me what was wrong with me and how to fix it. He mm -hmm. said he should remember somebody who was really excited about me, really into me, was always speaking encouragement. He says, so just make sure that's what dominates that that relationship that that they think this is my dad he loved me he was the relationship was so rich and warm and yeah the instruction kind of happened along the way that's good so that's a really helpful framework especially kind of big picture but kind of take us a little more practically into your house what does this look like for you guys and as you answer, bear in mind that I can fact check you because I actually uh, lived in JD's basement for about six months before I got married. So I've seen this we firsthand. We didn't even know you were there. Yeah. It was just like he was a, a squatter. I was just standing outside <laughs> watching the family devotions. No, uh, so tell us a little bit about what does this look like for you guys on a, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis? Well, you can verify that every time we did a devotion, my kids would end usually in tears, weeping, 
on their faces. Baptisms every single time. Every single time. Yeah, you know, speaking in tongues, just all, all, all the above. Yeah, no. Well, so we, we have a, a, day, a weekly habit of it. When they were younger, we did it pretty much every day. We would do it. We, Jesus story, but Bible, things like that. Pray with them, you know, every night going to bed. As they get older, our hope, you know, has been, we've been coaching them that they would be doing their devotions on their own like we would. And so we have at, at minimum one, sometimes twice a week, uh, I call it the triple D, dad, devotion, dessert. And I have a passage of scripture. I'm usually, I have a little um, Evernote and I'm taking notes all week long about things I want to say and talk about, whether it's attitude stuff or something about the Bible or the Christian life. And there's a book that I'm taking them through. It's uh, by Nancy Guthrie and it's an excellent devotion book that we're going through. We usually pray for our one. Um, we'll spend some time doing that. And we talk about you know, what we should pray for in our family. It probably lasts 10, 15 minutes, but that's you know what we're doing right now. You know, we, I, I kind of change it year by year, but I, for at the beginning of this year, when we were studying Romans as a church, we were going through and studying chapter by chapter with the, the family as yeah. well. But that's that good. was a little challenging for a nine-year-old. Yeah, yeah, I imagine. And one thing I saw that I think you'd probably agree with is I definitely think a lot of the win, like you are talking about earlier, was just the consistency of it. It's mm-hmm. not always going to be perfect and amazing. It's not always going to look the same, but you're consistently bringing before the Word. You're consistently praying. Right. And uh, just seeing that kind of get built in, that habit get built in. Yeah, and, and and right now I feel we're at the stage that my main job is to equip them for their own quiet time. Because I'm always not, When they go to college, I'm not there to do their devotions every night with them, but to say, are, are you growing and learning on your own? And, and not forcing, to go back to that statement I said a minute ago, Matt, about pastoring them before I'm their dad. You know, the Christian life has to grow from within. And while, you know, we certainly as parents have guidelines and laws and and are trying to make good habits in our kids, you can't force godly emotions to grow up in their heart. And sometimes if you're trying to force it, why don't you want to read your Bible every day? And why aren't you telling your friends about Jesus? They begin to chafe against that. You got to let the spirit grow that in his time. And you sort of set the guardrails to keep them safe and to keep them going the right direction, but let the spirit do what only the spirit can do. And I'm a partner in this. The spirit is the main discipler. I'm I'm a partner for a time as they're, they're in my house and I, I launch them out into God, into God's family and God's kingdom. That's good. That's good. Well, thank you so much for talking through a little bit of what family discipleship looks like for you and for us. And I hope you guys are not just listening to us, but also tuning into the 5LQ podcast with Todd Atkins and Daniel M. As a part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network family, they've recently interviewed leaders like Scott Sauls, Paul Tripp, and Russell Moore. They've also recently done book breakdowns on The Advantage by Patrick Lencioni and The Four Disciplines of Execution. So just look up five leadership questions on your favorite podcasting app and subscribe today. We will see you next time. If you want more from Pastor JD, you can follow him on Twitter at JD Greer and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pastor Greer. Thank you for listening to Ask Me Anything with Pastor JD Greer.